Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday, January 23rd. I'm John Weigel here with Rob Litterst, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Sustainability is a huge topic right now in fashion for both retailers and consumers. But companies like Vivo Barefoot are hoping that compostable 3D printed shoes will create a path forward. Is this a great solution for the environment or is it doomed once people see the price tag on these things? We'll get into that and so much more. But first, let's give you the hits and headlines today across business and tech. Coming up first, Sony Group called off a $10 billion merger between its Indian unit and Z Entertainment. This stopped the creation of what would be one of the largest TV broadcasters in South Asia. Also saying no, Macy's turned down a $5.8 billion offer from Arkhouse Management and Brigade Capital Management to take the department store private. All this despite Macy's announcing additional store closures and layoffs last week. What do you think about all that, Rob? Yeah. You know, I'm not surprised. Like, I think what I have been surprised by is how long department stores have lasted. Like, I actually kind of thought that a lot of these department stores would already be completely bankrupt Mm -hmm. at this point. And I mean, I think a lot of them have gone bankrupt, but just thinking about like the number of Macy's that there are, I just don't think people really shop that way as much anymore. And you're seeing it with these layoffs and all of this shuttering. And I know a little while back, Macy's was trying to go into advertising and trying to like use their retail space to offer brands the chance to buy ads and get better promotion in store and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I think just human habits have shifted quite a bit and the department stores are kind of getting caught in the crosshairs. For sure. Which is interesting because I know we reported on this a while ago that this offer came through, like I think a few months back around the time of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And all that you said, it's very surprising to me that Macy's is turning a deal like this down. It must be because they have something up their sleeve or something in their back pocket that they're going to try to recreate the success of the business. But I also wondered what companies like Arc House and Brigade Capital would do with taking Macy's private and what they would get out of it. I guess I'm wondering from both sides what they're going to do with the department stores. Totally. I, I don't know what Arc House management and Brigade Capital management do, but I would imagine that one of the things they would do is probably lay off more people and close more stores. I feel like that's kind of like the private equity playbook. To your point, I wonder what Macy's is planning here. I mean, I think there are some things that department stores can do to better use their inventory and drive traffic. I know a while ago, Kohl's was doing this thing where they would take Amazon returns and they saw a lot Mm. of increases in their revenue because folks would come in to return something from Amazon and then they'd end up buying a bunch of stuff. (laughs) I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I think TJ Maxx and kind of TJX, the parent company behind TJ Maxx and Home Goods, they kind of strike me as the one department store that just like keeps on growing. And I think part of it is they've structured all of their stores to just be this kind of treasure hunt, right? Where people yeah. come in for kind of low cost goods that could be designer brand, but they're all leftover inventory. They have this really solid value prop that I feel like is missing from a lot of these department stores. So yeah, it's interesting, but I'm excited to see what Macy's has in store. Yeah. Pun intended. Nice one. (laughs) 
Moving on to some AI news. Eleven Labs, which is the startup that clones voices with AI, just hit unicorn status. The company's latest Series B funding round raised $80 million, putting its total funding at $101 million with a $1 billion-plus valuation. That's huge. And more AI news. Just a few weeks before Valentine's Day, OpenAI's ChatGPT store now forbids, quote, romantic companionship apps following an influx of girlfriend GPTs. But several remain and efforts to ban them seem to have slowed. I mean, we all saw Blade Runner, so we all saw this coming at some point. What are your thoughts, Rob? It was only a matter of time. I think it's kind of funny that OpenAI shut it down. And it's no surprise that these became super, super popular. At the end of the day, I think somebody is going to do this really, really well. If there's a loneliness epidemic going on, if you've read anything about it, humans don't spend as much time with other people as they used to. Mm -hmm. And there's all this data supporting it. And I think if technology can step in and help people from a mental health standpoint feel better, more power to it. I don't have any problem with that. And while I think it probably is kind of weird to some people to, to think about that as the future, I feel like it's pretty inevitable at this point. Yeah, I agree. I think if it can be used in a healthy way, it's welcomed. And finally, Apple sold 160,000 to 180,000 Vision Pro headsets during a pre-order window, per analyst estimates. The devices, which debut February 2nd, cost $3,500 plus taxes and dignity. Rob, what do you think about this already insane list of pre-orders for this Apple Vision Pro? I don't know whether to be surprised or not surprised, honestly. I mean, I think Apple's ties are so deep. I'm kind of surprised just because of how expensive they are. Mm-hmm. I guess like 160 to 180,000 isn't that much though. But at the end of the day, like you look at that, that's between 560 million and 630 million dollars in Ooh. revenue off of pre-orders. Like that's insane. Yeah. That's already more than half a billion dollars sold mm-hmm. of the Vision Pro. I don't know where that falls for Apple's goals or estimates, but that's pretty freaking impressive. So yeah. good for them. I'm excited to see what else they have going on with the Vision Pro. Yeah, me too. All right. And moving on to the big story of the day. Our big story of foot is all about sustainable shoes. As mentioned, top shoe company Vivo Barefoot is partnering up with Balena, a material science company to produce 3D printed shoes. Rob, is this looking like a potential win for sustainability and also fashion? Yeah, I think this is super interesting to me. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at the shoe and footwear space, it's grown so much in the last few years. And I feel like on one hand, you have all of these kind of niche brands that are taking on Nike, primarily in the running space. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about Hoka. I'm thinking about On Running. I'm thinking about all of those brands that have all of a sudden become a lot more popular. But then on the other hand, you have this kind of push for sustainability with a brand like Allbirds that became Mm -hmm. incredibly popular. Like Some people just absolutely love their Allbirds. I think the thing about all of those products is they're priced in line with expectations Mm -hmm. and they're priced in a way that is not super jarring for consumers. Allbirds, I think, They push for sustainability, but they're not charging a premium. Those shoes, I think, retail right around $100 a pair. Might be a little bit more now with inflation. But at the end of the day, they're not too far off what people are typically expecting to pay for shoes. Hoka on running, I think, when you get into the running space, you're kind of signing up to pay a premium for some of those shoes. So I think they're priced accordingly. The thing about these shoes, you mentioned these Vivo Barefoot and Belena kind of cross hybrids here. They retail between $254 and $330, which honestly gets you kind of close to like designer footwear prices. Definitely. I don't know what the demand will be like for these, but 
It's a super interesting concept. Yeah, I think the most interesting part about this is that a lot of the shoe is going to be able to be recycled, essentially. Like yeah. it's compostable material, which is really exciting for a shoe. But I kind of agree on the point you made about the accessibility to that shoe and kind of the cost. There's another company, Veja, V-E-J-A. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And they make a little more expensive shoes, like they get maybe up to the 200 mark, but I see them everywhere. So yeah. I mean, this could potentially be a thing. And also, you and I took a look at the picture of the shoes before uh, we started recording, and they're looking like uh, Crocs, but also morphed to your <laughs> foot like a sock. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They honestly do look like a hybrid between socks and Crocs. Shout out Sarah Friedman, our writer on The Hustle Daily, who made that call out. And it's a very cool process. So, I mean, that's the other part of it is customers get to have their feet 3D scanned in stores and their shoes will be custom printed over 30 hours. Wow. So every pair is kind of custom made, which mm -hmm. I think is part of the reason that they're probably so expensive. Probably. The shoes use BioSeer Flex, a patented thermoplastic made of 51% biological material and 49% petrochemical. Mm -hmm. So again, that kind of goes towards the sustainability initiative, and then printing shoes on demand and to a customer's exact specifications eliminates the need for extra stock or wasted materials. So I think a very cool side effect of this for Vivo Barefoot is that they're not going to have any excess inventory, right? Yeah, they're right. literally creating these in line with demand. If they can afford to build this, like I don't see any reason not to, as long as they can you know, create some interest and get people to check it out, which I do think that anywhere you look, there's kind of like an early adopter mentality around sustainability. Mm -hmm. Just look at Tesla, right? I, there, there are people who are willing to go out of their way to improve their habits as far as the impact on the environment. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a solid amount of demand for these off the bat. Where I would be a little bit skeptical is just that a ton of people are going to do this, right? I think it's going to be a very yeah. niche contingent of consumers that are willing to shell out the money for these. Totally. You know, hopefully a similar thing will happen with Tesla where you have a certain amount of consumers that come first, pay the premium, and then they maybe put out versions that are a little less costly. Yeah. And that kind of can be marketed to, you know, a person who can afford maybe a $70 shoe can also afford this kind of shoe and do something good for the environment. But what is the implication, I guess, what is the fashion industry doing for the environment? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast, but the fashion industry produces around 10% of global carbon emissions and uses massive amounts of water and land. Mm -hmm. Shoes are one of the biggest offenders. They're made with rubber, plastic, metal, and adhesives that are hard to dispose of. A general rule, I think, when it comes to fast fashion or just fashion in general and the impact on the environment is the more materials that go into the product. Mm. Typically, the harder it is to actually dispose of the product because it's really hard to separate right. those things after the fact and recycle things accordingly. I think they're a great step in the right direction, but they're not the perfect solution yet. Sure. These aren't shoes that can go straight into the compost bin. They can be returned to an industrial composting plant and broken down into non-toxic substances, which is great. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we can get to the point where you can actually compost your shoes down the line. Mm -hmm. I also think if they open up their technology to other shoe companies, that could get really interesting. Sure. I don't know what the patent situation is here, mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden you have this new technology that everybody is using and are making more sustainable shoes on a much wider scale. Yeah, definitely. It would be a nice greater good scenario in that case to kind of change shoe production. Totally. Looking forward to something like that. I mean, these aren't exactly out yet, but when they are, you know, I live kind of close-ish to Soho, so maybe I'll see some on people's feet. Oh, I guarantee it, man. <laughs> guarantee it. <laughs> All 
All right, and that'll do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. And we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Al and Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.